Hi there, welcome along to our podcast on the new accreditation system, how it affects employees. Yeah, so we thought we'd start off with going through the visa categories that are no longer going to be available for you to apply through come the 1st of November 2021. So the first one is the Essential Skills Work Visa, the Essential Skills Work Visa Approved in Principle, the Talent Accredited Employer Work Visa, the Long-Term Skill Shortage List Work Visa, the Silver Fern Job Visa, uh, both the Job Search and the Practical Experience categories. That's six of them. They're all being replaced by the new accredited employer work visa. It's important to note, though, that the following visa categories are not affected. And this is the recognized seasonal employer limited visa, working holiday schemes, post-study work visas, fishing crew, religious worker, and specific purpose work visas, and any partnership work visas or work visas granted for international or humanitarian reasons. So none of those are affected. So... If you're listening to this and you're on one of those visas, thank you anyway. As I mentioned, six of them are changing, and these are mainly the largest employer-tied work visas in New Zealand. So what changes and what does this really mean for you? First thing is that this is supposed to be an employer-led process. So the idea is that the employer applies for accreditation, then they apply for something called a job check, which is essentially the labor market test by another name. And then the third thing is when they check you and see whether you meet the character requirements, health requirements, as well as the skills and experience to take on the job that the employer has advertised. To be honest, the only thing that really changes for that is that the employer has to apply for accreditation. Because, I mean, even now, the employer is the one that's doing the advertising. They're the one reaching out to you, so on and so forth. People who are familiar with an essential skills work visa, and that was their kind of route to residence through essential skills and then go to skill migrant, nothing really changes apart from your employer needs to have this accreditation. If the accreditation only relates to an employer that's looking at recruiting five or or less migrants, then the accreditation process in itself is very soft touch and of no real difference to what is currently in place at the moment. Uh, So one may be asking themselves, why are you bothering? But we didn't write the policy. And as we said in the employer version, this is for another podcast to hear our rant about whether we need to change anything. And if you want to hear that, let us know. I'm sure we'll be happy to make it. But in terms of the job check, you don't need to do one. If one, you're being paid 200% of the median wage. So the median wage as for immigration is currently 25.50. So if you're being paid $51 per hour, you don't need to do the labor market test or essentially your employer doesn't need to do one during the job check stage. If you are in a city and your work is on a skill shortage list and you're paid at or above the median wage, you don't need to do a labor market test. And finally, if you are in a region and you're being paid at or above the median wage, you don't have to do a labor market test. And then as per what is currently happening for jobs that pay below the median wage, so below 25.50, the labor market test includes checking with the Ministry of Social Development or WINS uh, as to whether there are any New Zealanders who are able to do the role. And how long will these work visas be granted for? That hasn't been released from my knowledge either. The hope is three years. Mm. I mean, that does tend to be a standard. Yeah, but the, the standard for an essential skills is at the moment, if you're paid $25.50 an hour or more, mm. then you can get a three-year work visa. 
But anything less than that, then you would only get a six-month visa under current COVID restrictions, but previously a one-year visa. I would assume that they're going to carry that forward. I would say so. I feel like this is a big enough issue that they would have brought it up by now. Like, for example, well, you'd hope. Mm. Um, But the length of the visas, we're only a few months away from this being implemented on the 1st of November. So hopefully if they were going to vary the length of the visas, you'd really hope they would have told us all by now. The current assumption is that it's three years and a year or six months, as you mentioned, Stuart. So then for you as the employee, part of this policy is supposed to be aimed at uh, protecting you and ensuring that you are not open to exploitation. And part of that is to ensure that your employer gives you access to certain information allows you time to familiarise yourself with the laws of the country so that you know what it is that your minimum rights actually are. How that's going to operate in real terms is yet to be announced and how an employer would be able to show that, is, again, is yet to be finalised. But you know that's one of the things that will come into play. And then, so you have this situation, you've got an accredited employer, the job check, which is do they or do they not need to do a labour market test? Do they need to advertise for this position and uh, see, check to see if there's any New Zealanders? And then follow that the last part of the puzzle is you the applicant and then the immigration is looking at your character and then checking that you are who you say you are and then lastly that you meet health requirements and that you're also qualified to do the job that you've been offered as opposed to being offered a job as a I don't know a doctor and uh, you and you're one of us <laughs> we're not qualified to be a doctor trust me yeah. I mean just for your information though we'll whiz really quickly through different stages of accreditation there are four the first is standard accreditation if your employer is hiring five or fewer migrants on accredited employer work visas so remember that any migrants they hire on other visas like partnership or post-study so on and so forth not included here. You've got high volume accreditation, so which is for employers wanting to hire six or more migrants. This means that they'll need to ensure that all these jobs meet a minimum pay requirement of 10% above minimum wage or are covered by a collective agreement. Franchisees and employers wanting to place migrants on these essential skills work visas with third parties, so they're often called triangular agreements. They have some separate accreditation requirements as well, and they will only ever be granted 12 months of accreditation. Uh, The franchisees will need to show they've been operating for 12 months or more, and they must have a history of hiring New Zealanders. And the employers with a triangular work agreement uh, must only place workers with compliant businesses, so things like they have a New Zealand business number, they're not on the stand-down list, they have no immigration-related issues. These employers must also have good systems to monitor employment and safety conditions on site. They must have a history of contracting labour for 12 months. And they must show that at least 15% of their workers being placed with third parties and New Zealanders working at least 30 hours a week. If you want to know more about the specifics of this, go onto our website. We've got a blog post on it as well. Um, And that way you can learn a bit more about the employer side of things. And we've also done a podcast that will be up for employers targeting what it means for them and what's changing for them specifically. Going back to the, the point I was making earlier on about how long will these visas last for, it does raise the question that if a franchisee or a labour hire company can only have accreditation for 12 months mm. at a time, that the visas tied to them could only be for one year at a time as well. Because there's no guarantee you're going to have the accreditation no. the following year. That actually makes a lot of sense. And then 
you've got everyone else then, being only holding it for 24 months. So yeah. 12 months, the first one, and then 24 months renewal. So does that mean the first work visa they ever get issued under the accreditation is only for 12 months, and then the second one's only for 24 months? Or is it if your employer cannot renew their accreditation that you're no longer eligible to hold that mm. visa? It's kind of like a breach of conditions type thing. Yeah. So, you know, again, at this moment in time, there are a number of questions that still need to be resolved. This process starts in September with it rolling out from November uh, and all current visas, the ones that we discussed, stop visa applications from the 31st of October. Yep. So last day you can apply... 31st of October. After that, you're looking at the accredited employer work visa. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're sitting there at the moment and you've been offered a job by an employer, you don't need to worry yourself too much about this accreditation process. You can steam forward with your essential skills work visa that you were going to apply for anyway and just do that policy because that's what will be applied to you. This accreditation and the whole new system only applies from the 1st of November. Yeah, and it's uh, important to remember that long-term skill shortage visas, talent visas, essential skills visas, that one, just like Stuart said, they stop being a thing after the 31st of October. So if you want to apply for a long-term skill shortage visa or any of those other ones, 31st of October is your last date. And any that are being processed after that date will continue to be processed as per the previous instructions. We will continue to do these updates as we get more information for this category. We'll also have a little fact sheet up on our website along this podcast. So if you want some more information, look on there or always get in touch with us, dslaw.nz or uh, stuart at dslaw.nz. And my email is puja at dslaw.nz. Or give us a call. If you've got any questions, Get in touch. Otherwise, we'll have a chat to you next time. Thank you.